Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And my name is Aaron. Before we get started on this movie, this movie that uh, I'm, I'm trying to stick a trailer in front of, let's see, let's see what's going on here. Okay, I'd like to send out a special thank you, thank you so much to Scott Pats, one of our listeners, who uh, uh, donated to us via coffee at uh, ko-fi.com/pdsmios. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott, uh, from all three of us, but uh, definitely my mom is very thankful for for your help as well. Thanks, man. It's people like that that I respect. Every other listener can go to hell. No, I shouldn't say that. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. I'm not saying you can buy my love, but it is for sale. (laughs) (laughs) I think that might be a Talking Heads song, maybe. I'm I'm not sure. I don't know about these Talking Heads. Okay. Mm. Anyways, the movie this week is <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from 1971, directed by, wait, where is that? Directed by Mel Stewart, written by Roald Dahl, based on his book, starring Gene Wilder, Jack Albertson, Peter Ostrom, um, you know, all the people. I mean, the, who stars in this movie? Gene Wilder, that's right. I mean, he is the star, yeah. And Freebie or Bean, I, I don't know which one that Jack Albertson is. He's one of those two guys. So, you guys love this movie. Everybody loves this movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know somebody totally. who doesn't like this movie? Maybe. But I haven't had it as a talking point with people. I don't know, I don't know if I've ever had a, a, any sort of movie criticism on the first Charlie and the Chocolate Factory film. The original yeah, I don't well, it's not. I mean, it's not Charlie and the Chocolate. That, that, that's a different movie. This oh, is sorry, Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka and, and the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory. Factory. Yes, let's pardon see. me. Based on the book, book Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Yes, based on the book Charlie. No, that's the movie where the uh, guy gets intelligence, but then it goes away. And it's really sad. Flowers for Algernon. Oh. Anyways, I know one person that didn't like this movie. There's a story my mother told me. Uh, my aunt was very much into Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the Great Glass Elevator. Oh, oh! She had read the books over and over again. Was so excited when the movies came when the movie came out. And they went to go see it in the theater, and by the time they left, my aunt was in tears. Oh, because she thought it, it was so different than the book. 
in her opinion. Oh, man. And uh, wow. I, you've read the book? Yeah, read both. And well, at least the, the I mean, you have to forgive me. I think it was like in the third grade that I read the book. Uh, you should remember. <laughs> Wait, you were reading books in the third? No, yeah. no, no, no. Was I reading books in the third grade? Yeah, man. I read War of the Worlds in the third grade, dude. Whoa. King Dork. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I mean, from what I can recall, I mean, yeah, there's differences. But, I mean, I felt the spirit of the book is represented in the film. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, I don't have any place to go he, after this. I fun. think he also <laughs> wrote the screenplay, maybe, with some help, but... Yeah, I mean, he's the only credited writer, at least, and that's what I saw on yeah. in the Internet Movie da- Database. Oh. Yeah, I had not heard that some people reacted that way, but it's probably the same as, like, Harry Potter or whatever. Jurassic like, Park. There's, people, I mean, if you've had an affection for the book, and, I mean... Game of Thrones. Oh. Maybe... Maybe it wasn't as much like in our time that people were attached to that story because when we were kids, we saw the movie. It had already been out for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like a treasured classic already by the time. This is my brother Andy's favorite movie. It is? I think oh, it is cool. still to this day his favorite movie. I haven't asked him, but uh, that was for the longest time what he said. It's and a good movie. Yes. But it's also a little confusing. It's a little freaky. Yeah. I feel like a good children's, like a classic children's movie needs to be a little freaky, though. It can't It can't be, like, totally safe. Yeah, it's like a Brothers Grimm tale isn't safe, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. But also has some type of crazy moral structure to it as well. Right. Morality. A man who owns a chocolate factory is telling us how we need to live our lives. Right. An industrious person. I say we push back. Oh. I'm tired of businessmen telling me what's right and wrong. We're going to take back this country from all the chocolate factories. (laughs) I mean... Anyone? Well, I mean, I like chocolate, though, Joel. Well, I'm not saying you can't enjoy chocolate. You just have to, you know, I don't know. Make he's it. Not, he's not going to sell any to me anymore. Install yeah, your own that. waterfall and churn it yourself. <laughs> oh. Oh, what you're saying is use the Willy Wonka film as a blueprint for my own factory. No, I mean, it's all there. Huh. All you got to do is kidnap okay. a whole bunch of little people. Sarah, what do you like about this movie? I like that it is very different from a lot of other movies. Um, I think it's a unique story. I think I think Gene Wilder is like incredible in it. It's definitely uh, an odd character, but I think that because Gene Wilder does it the way he does, he still comes off likable, even though some pretty crazy things happen. Um, yeah, I think I experienced watching it this time a little differently than I have in the past. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about it the other day when I was trying to decide what movie we should watch, because it was my pick this time, and, um, I was between this and a very different movie, (laughs) Mm. but, um... 
a different sort of candy factory in that other movie. This one, I was just thinking about some of the crazy things that happen in it, and yeah. about I was thinking about how over the top it is that he had four bedridden grandparents. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, when I was a kid, I never thought, like, I never was like, why does he have four bedridden grandparents in the same bed, and just him and his mom in the house? Like, that's it? Like, I never put it together that that would be, like, outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like that Dickensian, like, oh, these are the real poor, poor people kind of thing that... Roald Dahl did because, like, even uh, James and the Giant Peach, you know, they get the tragedy of his parents dying and going to live at that that house with his terrible aunts. Like, he's he's poor. And then, um, what was I thinking? There was something else I was thinking. There's, I mean, that's I think that's like this kind of like quaint British version of what the I don't know, like uh, somebody who would read it and, and imagine that like a child would be able to access. Uh, like, oh, yes, if I was terribly poor, like, of course, <laughs> all my grandparents would be living in one bed, and I don't I don't even know. I, I don't know where I'm going. I was not at all familiar with, like, Oliver Twist or anything like that as a kid, and, I mean, this this probably seemed, like, more gloomy to me than a lot of situations the way charlie starts off in this mm-hmm. i don't know when i first saw it but i was probably pretty little i remember my stepdad really liking it and i think maybe he introduced me to it because he really liked gene wilder too but um did he make you watch other gene wilder movies yeah i mean i've seen like young frankenstein is one of his favorites and um, Hear no evil, see no evil. I think he likes Mel Brooks comedies too. Oh yeah, but like, yeah, I think that this movie was just over the top, and yeah, I I liked it a lot. What was I talking about before? Sorry. Um, you were saying that you hadn't really seen kids or in that situation. Like there were things you were noticing about this that were like, oh right, that like. Oh, I want to say. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say, Aaron. Didn't you like live in this entire situation? Didn't like your grandparents oh. all live in one bed? Yeah, uh, this is a pretty close telling of uh, my uh, childhood. I mean, I saw you tearing up, and I was like, "Boy, he's this movie's really getting to him." And then you explained, like, yeah, you had to had to you know, piece of, a chunk of bread was a feast for you and oh, your parents growing absolutely. up. Because they were spending all their money on science fiction conventions or yeah. something like that, I can't remember. Yeah, misappropriate alloc- allocation of funds for sure. You know, like um, when a when a yeah <laughs> loaf of bread looks like a feast, I shouldn't be spending my money on these sci-fi novels. Yeah, I'm like, mom, did you need another pair of uh, Vulcaneers? Like, is that a? <laughs> she and she <laughs> looked at you and said, "Do you want me to be embarrassed, Aaron?" <laughs> Because that's what I'm going to be. No, that's when she just started saying, cheer up, Charlie. No. Have we done a musical on this before? I mean, we we did, like, uh, some cartoon stuff. You know, like, uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven and uh, Fern Gully and things like that. I don't know if we've done a... Oh, we did uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. That's right. That was mm-hmm. our first musical. Yeah. 
back during our Kickstarter days. And we did uh, Repo Man. That's a musical, right? Uh, Actually, I was going to say there is a very interesting pattern in some of your your, uh, movie choices, Sarah. Ooh. What's that? Very heavily music inspired. Oh, yeah. Um, What's the, the wrist cutters? Yep. Very heavily music inspired. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory mm-hmm. wouldn't exist without the musical numbers. Music is a very important factor in your uh, in your cinematography. I think choice. it can be. Yeah, I think it really can be. Um, RoboCop. Oh, all about that music. <laughs> I didn't choose RoboCop. Oh, it's I'm not. trying to think of other ones. That I've was a chosen. guest pick, Joel. Yeah, I do like um It's okay, Joel. Music in movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like all the music in this in the movie. Like I you were talking cheer up, cheer up Charlie. I don't like that song. I think my mom actually sang that at me once ironically. Oh, really? Cheer up, Aaron. <laughs> Shut your big mouth. <laughs> uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dark humor of the Corneliuses. Mm. It's kind of like that uh, <laughs> Feed the Birds song. In Mary oh, yeah, Pond definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think... Um, I want to feed the birds! He's like the... He's the Julie Andrews of this movie. Gene, <laughs> Gene Hackman? <laughs> <laughs> right, well, not Gene Hackman, Gene Wilder. Sorry, Gene Wilder. No, I mean, I think that there's this larger than life figure that can perform magic, and like, yeah. I think Mary Poppins is one of those figures that you could compare it to mm-hmm. that can help, like, make children. Like, and in this, oh, go ahead. I haven't seen the new Mary Poppins movie yet. Either have I. Not interested. Oh, unless, well, do you think she's doing that yoga stuff that that she does in? Uh... Live, die, any, repeat, and edge of tomorrow. Oh, oh! You think she was planking on set? <laughs> <laughs> Come along, children. Let me show you. Okay. <laughs> Off the rails. What? Off the rails. That was good, Joel. Oh. What's that, that guy's name that did Hamilton? The Lin Manuel Lin, yes, Miranda. Yeah, Yeah, he's like a chimney sweep guy in this. Oh, yeah. I I'm okay. (laughs) You guys enjoy your your new Mary Poppins movies. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I was I was interested. So somebody at Disney got like a note that said. What if this movie, but grown up, and they're like, My Mary Poppins returns, uh, Christopher Robin, uh, I don't know what else they're gonna do, uh, some other live, uh, Pete's Dragon, but he's a grown up. What about that, uh, that Lion King trailer? You seen that yet? The, the not actually live action, live action, live King. Yeah, it looks great to me. Yeah. You know, just think about it in ten years from now. <laughs> Did you guys have the Lion King soundtrack? Um, yes. No, I had the Sega Genesis game. Oh, that's oh. A, that's as good. Yeah. I didn't have the soundtrack, though. Yeah, we definitely had the soundtrack. Yeah. I listened to that soundtrack a lot. We listened to Aladdin a lot, but we definitely listened to Lion King. Oh, I played, I played Aladdin a lot on the Sega Genesis, too. Yeah, see, all those good ones. <laughs> no Willy Wonka video game, though. At least not 
one anyone that wants to play. Been, inevitably would have been scary. Yeah, you like <laughs> NES platformer trying to it's jump been around. Like Mist, I think. Oh, like a mist type that's. Of game. I mean, if you, if you were going to make one now, that'd yeah. be good. Like you get to the abandoned factory. Yeah, and you just like clicking years later. Oh, oh, this is the adult update on this. Well, if it's if it's the abandoned factory, then it has to be the next. Uh, gosh, what's that haunted house? Yeah, or the the most recent one that all the kids are all afraid of with the animatronic guy guys. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's, but Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Right. Fortnite. No. Oh <laughs> yeah. Throw some, throw How did that become a thing? Scary, like games for kids, or that kids can play. I think it was YouTubers, right? I mean, it was yeah. That's the thing. Like YouTubers is specifically aimed it to you know for family friendly ish type things. Like so, because I don't think the intention of the people that made Five Nights at Freddy's was like I'm making a kitty game because you know it is. It's, it's kind of freaky, it's creepy. Yeah, and you know, bendy in the infernal machine or whatever it's yep. called. Anyways, Willy Wonka. <laughs> That's also a horror story anyways. Yeah. My gosh. I have to say, the the things I like about the movie now as an adult, like as a kid, you know, I used to like fantasize about like, oh, it'd be amazing to be able to go to the factory and have fun, you know, all this stuff like that and hopefully not die. I don't know, I even think that occurred to me that like I might die because I was a good kid. But now, as an adult, I love all the, like, goofy vignettes leading up to when they get into the factory. I could just deal with a whole movie that's just... <laughs> I really like the, the the vignettes as well. Each introduction of the kid getting like the ticket. the anecdotes, yeah, with, like, somebody being like, I want a computer to tell me where the candy yeah. is or whatever. <laughs> Ma'am, your, your husband's been kidnapped. Uh, yeah. They want exactly. your last box and want your last box and walk bars. How long will they give me to think about it? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. People were crazy for Wonka chocolate. Yep. I, now another without Gene Wilder in this movie, uh huh. I can't imagine it being as good as entertaining at working at all, possibly because, like, I mean, some of the, most of the kid actors. Are actually pretty entertaining, you know, with their like irritating ways and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, Augustus can be played by whoever, although it was it was really funny. <laughs> Hurry up, I'm starving. Yeah, <laughs> Hurry up, I'm starving. But Charlie Bucket, I mean, you could put a face on a bucket and parade that around instead of him, like uh, that that kid actor. Hmm. I liked his uh, I liked his style. His hobo style is pretty cool. The big pants, the, the converse. The clothes in this movie, yeah. the clothes, yeah. Tell me about the clothes. Okay, well, this is some firmly 70s stuff. Um, we've got Peter Pan collars, large lapels. Oh, yeah. We've got polyester pants, uh, velvets. There's, um, what else? We've got. Just his purple velvet coat, man. Yeah. Just his purple velvet yeah. coat. You want to talk about something that's, like, quintessential? Yeah. Like, that's, like, an icon yeah. visually now of, like, what it was. And I don't know if this is supposed to, but it reminded me of Cadbury's chocolate because Cadbury oh, always yeah. had the purple symbol 
I don't know if they were talking about Cadbury's when they made this story. If he was, you know, insinuating he was talking about Cadbury instead of Willy Wonka or whatever. But but I wondered that because of the purple. I mean, I would I would like to see when that purple even came into play into Cadbury's like existence because. I'm sure they were around in the 70s, but were they purple like that? I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a marketing idea. Like, like, oh, purple gives them this, this, uh, candy idea. Like, like, Willy Wonka. Because when I see that outside of a, that, like, metallic purple wrapper of a Cadbury item, I, I think like, that's a rich chocolate in there, which is funny. Like, even if it didn't, if it was blank, if it was just a, Shiny purple it's, for some reason. It's that royal color. Man. Yeah, I, think I guess it is royal purple. Yeah. yeah, like like a crown royal. Yeah, or yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you don't want that creamy whiskey. Majestic. Like, uh, I mean, I think purple is a royal color. We've been told so. Like a Joker. Yeah, the Joker. He's very royal. Love Call that Willy Joker. Willy Wonka's kind of a Joker. He oh, is. Yeah. He's a trickster. Yeah. Is Willy Wonka a good guy? I mean, he did this kill all those children. This has definitely been a debate for a little while. You know, I when I think about it's funny when I think back about this movie, my memory is it's fun and it's funny, and that's partly because of the sense of humor that's delivered and the like yeah. levity with like the musical numbers and stuff. But it's also it doesn't leave you with the impression like everybody is like in danger and doesn't end up having a good time. You get the impression like some of the kids that were being bad don't have that great of a time. But yeah. Charlie ends up winning like and you feel I don't know. Like my memory of it wasn't like you come away from it with a positive feeling somehow even though it's kind of a cautionary yeah. like moral thing. I think the difference between Willy Wonka in the book and Willy Wonka in the movie is uh, based on my third grade retelling of it, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I feel that the way that Gene Wilder represents him as as more of like a like a tempting sort of devilish kind of mm-hmm. character, as opposed to in the book where I feel like he's more of like your tour guide okay. to, to the uh, to the factory. Like the way the way that he proposes things, the way that he, uh, I feel like he, you know he's draw he's he, and it, obviously it's revealed you know later that you know it was part of his plan, but I think that the way that Gene Wilder portrays it is much more devilish and more impish than uh, than maybe how it's portrayed in the book. That's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, he certainly is the devil, though. Oh yeah, there's like, but. He's always presenting. I, I feel like the only one who gets kind of a cheap death in this movie is Augustus, because like, yes, he's drinking out of the chocolate river, but that's not like Willy Wonka didn't specify that. Oh, by the way, the will uh, the, the river's off limits. You can eat whatever you want yeah, over there. That's true. It's like the Garden of <laughs> that's the Tree of Knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, he gives a pretty good warning to everyone except poor Augustus there. Yeah. I mean the the closest he gets to a warning is yeah, him running like, No, don't do that, no. Like that's the only one he seemed legitimately concerned with. He's like maybe after that happened he was like, you know what, this whole thing's going 
<laughs> it's it's just not going to work out. You know what? Whatever the kids do from now on, I'm just going to not be surprised. <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest scene, too, in the whole movie is the World of Pure Imagination song and yeah. that room that you can imagine, like, all these edible things. And now that I'm older... Edibles. No, wait, yeah. <laughs> I imagine, like... <laughs> When I was younger, I probably thought they were different things, but now that I'm older, I look at them and I think, oh, that one would be a hard candy, or that one would be like, um, a, it would be like a licorice or something. Like, But when I was younger, I just imagined them all like tasting however I wanted. Oh, yeah, stuff. definitely, yeah. And they're the things that you want when you're eating them, too. Like, not, like, if you were a kid who didn't like licorice, it didn't didn't occur to you like oh gross there's licorice there like everything there would be delicious yeah like i've never been a huge fan of gummy bears but like those gummy bears on the tree i'm like hell yeah well, they're as big as your your hand to your elbow yeah mm-hmm. it's amazing they belong in my mouth exactly but i'm afraid those gummy bears might try to touch my dingus i think you'll be safe joel I don't know. They appear to be bound to a tree. Uh, yeah, but they could just fall down. You know, there's like some drop bears, like in Australia. They just fall right on you. You're dead. Uh, I'll, I'll look up drop bears. Oh, later. you don't know about the drop bear? I thought you were a cryptid master. Uh, I'm, I'm listeners. I'm no cryptid master. <clears throat> I'm I am just but a dabbler. He's just an architect. He's not a cryptid master. Uh, <laughs> just so an architect. The legend of the drop bear. <laughs> Casual is, crypto. Uh, architect yes there are these uh bear-like animals that live in the trees in australia that will drop on unsuspecting people and kill them you know basically how is it unheard of that bears would be in trees though that makes sense to me and koala bears you know yeah Yeah, exactly but they but bears don't typically drop on people from trees they're not typically shinobi well well koala bears get intoxicated from their food, the eucalyptus leaves, so yeah, they their stomach, right? get drunk and then they fall out of the trees. And then they sometimes. fall on a person eating Maybe them. Maybe they're falling uh, out of the trees. But tree. these drop bears yes, are much I've larger. Heard, okay. I've, heard, I've heard, though they're very, very cute to look at, koala bears are scary. I mean, they they got I've huge claws. Have you seen those things? They're actually yeah. really scary. Yeah, I mean, they're wild animals. Just because they're Don't adorable, and hug it is what I'm I mean, saying, I think I, I think bears in general are adorable, you know. But mm-hmm. I would I know that they will kill me. You you've led me to believe you don't think that bears are very. No, I just don't want them to touch my dingus. That's mm. it's completely different. <laughs> okay, I think koala bears have unusual noses compared to other bears. They do because they're not actually bears; they're marsupials. You know, they're just they're koalas. We call them koala bears. Huh. But they're not huh. actually in any sort not of that of family. Species. Yeah, why exactly. Did, why did we feel the need to do that? Um, because it's adorable. Is a sloth a sloth bear? Yes, it is. It is I, now. I love sloth. Oh, sloth bear! <laughs> it's a cute sloth bear. <laughs> they just need to have some ears on. Mm-hmm. Um, put on them. So, who's your favorite kid from this movie, guys? Veruca steals the show. Veruca. Salt. I agree with that. That little dance number she does is pretty good. Her song is the best song, in my opinion, in the movie. Like, even with the amazing Gene Wilder's, you know, pure imagination, I think that, you know, I want the world, I want the whole world is just, yeah, I don't know, it's so entertaining. 
Yeah. That's real good. I think I think in that scene Gene Wilder like almost gives her a nod like yeah go for it like because he's facing off with her kind of yeah. in it and she's like I want everything and he's like well I told you to be good or whatever and <laughs> like so just his hands but like you could totally see Gene Wilder being that character in a different circumstance in a different movie like I think he probably had I I don't want to I don't know what their dynamic was like but it seemed almost like there was a little like mutual yeah. respect there that she was bringing it more than the other kids were kind of I don't know I think they all did an all right job I think it's hard to be a kid actor because from what oh, yeah. I've seen of acting for kids it's all actors have to kind of guess sometimes. They're kind of doing something that they're they're trying. They're trying something and they're hoping it will come through. But I think that's more complicated for kids because they haven't experienced as much. And, and I think sometimes it's like a demanding parent or whatever, too. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think... It's funny, Charlie Bucket never really bothered me that much. I did think he made a lot of faces when I was a kid. (laughs) And I remember thinking like, oh, it's kind of like a mopey. Even when he's even when he gets happier, like it seems like he's still kind of a mopey character, but he does look like he's having fun during the golden ticket dance routine with the grandpa. He looks like he's having fun in general. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I take back what I said. I don't think that he's he's a terrible actor or anything like that. I was just poking fun. Because he, like, his character is the poor kid who he deserves better, I guess, because his grandfather told him he did. I, I saw so many parallels this time between him and Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Just a lot of soul and stares. Mm. A lot of lot of that deep responsibility of being the kid yep. who has to throw the papers in order to get the money to feed the grandpa all, all four of his grandparents yeah yeah hey Aunt May don't worry about that stack of bills <laughs> don't worry I'm gonna fix it I did really dig his style though of clothing I like this little hobo style yeah. The Converse, the pants. Yeah. The coat, the button-up just, shirt. I've yeah, never noticed that that shack, that shack that they live in, the hobo shack, that looks like a barn from the outside. That, which oh, is, well, it was a very quick flash. Yeah. <laughs> was that put in later? Like, I don't was, remember like, seeing kinda, that. Yeah. Like, like, hey, wait. everybody, we need to make, we got to find, like, the saddest looking place. I probably- in Germany. There's <laughs> <laughs> the saddest looking place. Quick, grab a photo. Oh, that's with no one goes to that one anymore. <laughs> that's where many many people died. All right, that's your home, Charlie. <laughs> oh wow, it looks like the mountain fell on it. All right, here we go. Dilapidated. That's where a bunch of people were shot. <laughs> Used to be opium den. Oh yeah. Used to be. I well, it depends on the day you go in. <laughs> we were. Yeah, we were trying to figure out where it was filmed, and we looked it up, and it was filmed in Germany, which I guess makes sense, because they play on kind of this fairy tale thing and have different, like, architecture and cobblestone roads and stuff. Lots of cobblestone roads, yeah. I mean, 
Wonka's factory isn't really like a castle, but it looks like kind of a magical, oh, yeah. like, fairy tale place. The huge gate? Yeah. You'd see off in the distance the smokestacks? I mean, speaking of architecture there, Aaron, like, it looks like, like, now that you said, when Sarah pointed out, I couldn't help but see how many things look like German architecture mm-hmm. and, like, just yeah. the roofs and stuff. Especially that scene at the end when they're flying over. It's like, these are just German towns. What about that, yeah. that what about that candy shop, guys? Now, that's the exception. Because, you know, they don't sell candy in Germany. The little shops and, like, the little <laughs> streets <laughs> that he's walking down... After all, Homer, I come from the land of chocolates. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't get the reference. Oh, it's, it's, I'll it's, take your. I'll take Mr. Your Burns is going to sell the, the 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 plant to some German investors, oh. and, and uh, Homer's Simpsons like, "Oh, I'm sorry, reference. I was thinking about chocolates." And he's like, "Oh, that's okay, Homer. I come from the land of chocolates." And then Homer has like a, a thirty second fantasy of running through a land of chocolates. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You were saying something about chocolates? I was five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just realized that that whole thing with, like, the Oompa Loompas and the vernicious knids and stuff totally reminds me of um, Dr. Seuss. Yes. And kind of the wacky colorful stuff and wacky shapes. Yep. And, I mean, it's kind I mean, the the story The Sneetches mm-hmm. has the Sylvester McMonkey McBean, who's like the salesperson. Mm. I don't think I don't think that Willy Wonka is like a con man, like like that character is in The Sneetches, but I think that he is kind of a um opportunistic. I think he's I think that there's more going on. I mean, it does seem a little bit... It does seem a little bit like he's misled them a couple of times. Well, I mean... Hey, guys, I see that you live in a land where you're getting eaten all the time. Uh, How about you come work for me? (laughs) They were just so grateful that that he couldn't stop them. They're just like... the. The least we can do for you is work in your factory for the rest of the world. He couldn't stop lives. the six Oompa Loompas that we see. He just has that huge smile on his face. The free labor. <laughs> you can sing whatever songs you want. I don't care. Don't need any labor laws here. These aren't technically people. <laughs> the Oompa Loompas all are day, all night. pretty great in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. these actors. Yeah. Like they're giving it. They're all swinging around, dancing, and... I'm into it. The expressions on their faces, like they're they're doing some great miming, you know, acting off of him when he's just, oh, you're not personally responsible. No, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, their their movements are like punctuated in a way that's like giving off a strong like image. And also, like, their faces. I feel like I know their faces because yeah. of this mm. movie. It focuses on them. Even though, like, I've watched other movies and I've been like, is that one of the guys from the Oompa Loompas? And, like, I don't I don't know if I've ever seen them in other movies before, but I've de- I definitely have, like, the image of their, their faces yeah, in my iconic. mind. Totally. Iconic. And, like, there's one specifically that almost seems like the head Oompa Loompa. Because I think he gets the most, like... Screen time? Screen time, maybe. 
But um, but it's funny how orange paint on your face can make you look completely different <laughs> from how you normally look. <laughs> I haven't. I'm gonna say I haven't done that yet. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say exactly the same thing. I want to try it now. I think that for Halloween we should all orange paint it up okay. like green in our like beards or oh. faces or whatever. Well, if we put green in our hair, does I mean we're gonna be the Joker? I mean, no, because we're also gonna be dancing around. Wait, the Joker dances to. Oh my God! There's no winning. Put some Prince music on. <laughs> I, I see uh, two Impa Loompas reproduced. They gave birth to the Joker and his revenge. Like uh, my my parents always told me about how oh. terrible it was. Wait, the Joker doesn't have an orange face. How do you know, Joel? He puts on makeup. He puts on makeup. I've read a comic book before. <laughs> Read a damn comic book. You just be an abnormal Oompa Loompa. I've got your abnormal Oompa Loompa right here, buddy. Oh. Where are you pointing at, Joel? Wherever the bear touches. That's where it is. So, uh. Wow. I, I can't help but go jump into the comparison with the uh, Tim Burton movie, which is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I actually like that movie just fine. Like, I, d- I don't like it as much as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but, like, they're. The vitriol hatred, I, I get it. Like, yeah, uh, people are like, oh, no, like, uh, you can't remake a movie. Well, it's not. It's just an adaptation of the same material. There were things I liked. There were things I didn't like. The the one thing I like, I think, is a, is a huge flaw with it is uh, having Deep Roy yeah. be all the Oompa Loompas. I, I like Deep Roy just fine. I but do, too. I don't think he needed to be every every single Oompa Loompa, though. Just, just think of all the jobs they could have hired for other little people. Yeah. That would have been... I don't, right. I, it's not... Yeah. Could have gotten... Could have had a Willow. Yeah. Could have had... There are other people, too. I don't know their names. It's more than two little people, Aaron. Warwick. Warwick Davis. Mm-hmm. Good Migosh and... Uh, <laughs> and Bartle Cut and... <laughs> And, and uh, I don't know who else. Just name characters from that movie. What's the name You're of it? You're killing me right now. You're killing me right What's now. What's the name of the night? Warwick character? Davis. They could have just done. That. I mean, look, they could have just done that to Deep Roy and Warwick Davis. Just like made multiple copies of each of them. <laughs> they could have been pretty that. happy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't seen that one. Could have had Little Wolverine. What's that guy's name? Little Wolverine? Yeah. Uh, Who's Little Wolverine, Joel? Who's this guy? I don't know if I've seen Little Wolverine movie. I mean... What's what's that? Never mind. Don't worry about it. No, I want to know. Oh, no, I won't put you on the spot. Sarah, you haven't... You haven't seen Charlie and Chocolate Factory. You're making my face hurt. Stop it. Stop it. Kevin Pollack. <laughs> That's who I call Little Wolverine because Little Wolverine. because Aaron. Okay. Back when you worked at uh, Ralph's, yeah, you guys had action figures, uh-huh. you know, there for sale. One of the action figures of Wolverine looked exactly like Kevin Pollack. Oh. And I was like, what is this picture? What is this Kevin Pollack action figure you guys have here? Like, so now Sarah and I call him Little Wolverine. Wolverine. Okay. Thank you for letting me and the rest of the world in on that. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> you can Thank find. You. I'm going to find it online too. You know, I'm happy right now. It's real good, Joel. We were saying that they, the person who made the face didn't actually see a picture of Hugh Jackman. <laughs> he just got a description <laughs> over the phone 
of what he looks like. Yep, exactly. And he tried to make it based on the description. That's just too good. I cried over here. Which is all good. I, I really like Kevin Pollock yeah, when I see him and stuff. Kevin so. Pollock's cool. Yeah. Little Wolverine. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. So, uh... <laughs> You haven't seen Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I mean, did you specifically avoid it, or was it just... I didn't have any interest. Uh. I think... I didn't I didn't see Alice in Wonderland and the other one either, and I feel like maybe I should have, because I was interested in that, but... Uh, you didn't miss anything. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know what I just said earlier. This contradicts what I said earlier, but... <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I really try to go, I try to go into things with an open mind. Right. But this movie is classic. Like. Yeah. It, I, it would be like, it'd be like if someone was like 2001 Space Odyssey. That we could do better. Yeah. And yeah. Like, and I really do like Tim Burton a lot, but. Okay, there were a couple scenes I really liked from that movie. I won't spoil them for you because mm-hmm. if you ever do want to see it, mm-hmm. uh, but my overall experience was this—you can't beat this movie, right? There's no, there's no contest at all. The other day, I was talking to my sister, and she heard they were remaking Labyrinth, and I huh. was like, "Why? Huh? What? Like David Bowie?" R.I.P. has passed away. I love David Bowie. But I was like, why even do it? Why even do it when there's no David Bowie, no chance of David Bowie? I mean, they've been saying they were going to remake that for a while. I know. And it's probably not going to I always happen. thought there was going to be a sequel. I don't but know. But still, yeah. without David Bowie... I kind of was just like, yeah, but that's how I feel about this. It's like, would you get like Tilda no Swinton to play the goblin, <laughs> the goblin king? Okay, that's a really good idea. You might have me there. You might. Yeah, have I think me you've uh, figured it I out. I may yeah. actually watch that movie if Tilda Babe Swinton were in it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think she could pull off a pretty convincing. She'd be Duke awesome. Bowie. Yeah, maybe. I'm not saying it'd be the same. <laughs> Joel's revealed a photo of little, little Wolverine. Tell, tell me that looks anything like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I don't see it, Joel. I think it's more from the side, too. I don't remember the action figure, but, like, yeah, I, mean, I think that might have been the one. It is. It's looking a little bit more like Aquaman to me right now. Get that face. It looks yeah. like kind of looks like Leave Shriver to me, which is that was Sabretooth. That was but. before that yeah. movie yeah. came out. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of looking a little more like Aquaman. I think you're just fantasizing out loud about yeah, Aquaman. Yeah, sorry. But anyway, when they were making that movie, I was just like, "Why? There's no Gene Wilder. Like Gene Wilder is what I love most about it." I don't. I, yeah. Yeah, and I mean not to be. I tried really hard to go in with an open mind, but yeah. I mean, I'm disappointment. I, I wouldn't undo it because I'm a Tim Burton head, you know. Like I love Tim Burton. Sign up for whatever. Like I was the idiot who thought that the Planet of the Apes movie was good. So you know, I'm sure if I watch you it now, I'd probably buddy. cry. You oh, and me both. Yeah, here we go. Power. Yep, yep. Yep. Boom. No, I was all about it. All right, Mark Wahlberg. We gotta get these apes. <laughs> 
Gotta get see. Gotta get all these apes off my planet. Uh, okay, so okay, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna play a game here. We're gonna cast okay. a remake of this. Okay, who do you put in the Willy Wonka role? Okay, if oh. anyone could replace the amazing actor that is Gene Wilder, yes, is it Lin Manuel Miranda? Hmm. I honestly haven't seen him in. <laughs> hmm. uh, it should be somebody. It should be somebody you wouldn't expect. Hmm. I'm thinking like uh, Edward James Olmos or uh... <laughs> James Olmos. Yeah, I wouldn't have seen that coming. I would be so happy, but it would probably not be good. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do with all these kids? <laughs> kids. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to touch that, you little piece of. <laughs> 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 Not gonna live forever. <laughs> yep. Selena. I never got Selena. to be in a. I never got to have my dreams. Mija. You're gonna have a band. <laughs> Miha, I told you not to eat that that bubble gum. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, like. I was thinking, I'm sorry. That was just my first. I like unusual actor playing Willy Wonka. Like somebody who sing, well, want, sings and dances. You and don't is... know. You don't know what Gene Wilder's capable of when you first see him in this movie. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, going back to the movie, he's walking up all quiet and stoic, mm-hmm. and then he does a, a front flip right in front of you. Like you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm entrusting my children to this man. Right, but people. Uh, what are we doing? People who had yeah. seen him before would know that but he was mean, like a physical comedian and stuff like that. Well, sure, the kids are not in on it, but the adults are on it. Okay, okay. So who so do we saying, know that's like that? All right, all right. Because I was thinking, like, we were talking about Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is is funny. He's a song and dance man, but I don't feel like he's the right fit for this because he's not odd. Mm. Although he was pretty odd and chappy, that was great. Yeah, with the mullet and hell yeah. In the fanny pack. <laughs> I, gotta re- I gotta rewatch that movie. I remember yeah. going away a little, that's little a, disappointed. That's a, I, I like that movie. And I gotta, that's I gotta watch it again. Tie mm-hmm. back to the Sneeches. Okay. Sylvester okay. McMonkey Big Bean was a fix it up chop. Oh. <laughs> he had the PS4s. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who would be like a little bit unexpected. Yeah. For kids. I feel like there's like somebody who is like an SNL alum or or something like that that oh jeez I just thought Adam Sandler and then my brain was like you know that's not that bad an idea like as much oh. as I dislike Adam he's currently What have you just done Joel? I, I think I might enjoy him. Holy <laughs> What? That would be interesting. No, but I'm just see cuz like I think he does sing a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean he has albums. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he's got music. He can sing. He can dance. He can wear purple pants. I think you just—I think you just brought back his career, man. Oh yeah. If they listen in, you brought back somebody. Drop a little bird to. Um, yeah. He does have to have a large curly mustache, though. I just—that's in the—it's in the contract. Mm-hmm. I know Gene Wilder doesn't have one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Over here. Wow, Joel. That was good casting. Thank you. Like I'm, I'm picturing it in my head right now. Yeah. And he could just get all the goofballs that he's been making movies with for years as, like, cast members, too. Feel like, yeah, I feel like I want Will Smith also, too. Like, that was just another person who popped in mind, because he can sing, Whoa. he can dance, and he's funny. 
Or at least he used to be funny, you know, now he's mostly done serious stuff. But I think he's just trying to... I'm going to say Adam Sandler over Will Smith myself, but... Yeah. He's got to go make some more science fiction movies with the sun or whatever. Or how about a lady? Yeah. I'm down for that, too. Tilda Swinton. Yes. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. Tilda Swinton and everything. <laughs> Forget it. Cast her. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> no. I really do think she'd make a pretty awesome David Bowie, though. Yeah. Um, who was the lady in the Ghostbusters movie? The one that would play the Egon? Kate one? McKinnon. Kate McKinnon might make a pretty mm. cool... I don't know if she could sing, but she yeah. is really good. I'm just saying. I'd be a little concerned about having my children hang out around her. Or maybe... Just in, well, like in general? No, like I'm right just now? saying as Willy Wonka. Like, hey, Kate, Mc- Kate McKinnon, uh, stay away from my kids. Well, I wasn't saying that. No, no, you, you like she could play like an, no, but an, you need an that intense ele- Willy Wonka Yeah, character. you need that kind of uncertain element to your Willy Wonka. Like, even even Gene Wilder kind of had a little bit of like a, like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. If I want but he's also like to... incredibly charming well, yeah, type thing, but right? It balances, it balances out, balances. Once you're locked into his castle... Yeah, that's, that's when the when, crazy comes that's out. That's when the <laughs> hits the fan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I feel like Tim Robbins can be funny sometimes. Not that I think he would be a good choice for it necessarily, but I, don't I think, think that's a bad choice. I think he can be a little bit kooky, uh, but I think he can also be a little bit funny or and serious. He, yeah, he's a little goofy. You know, he's a lanky guy, and he's he's like a. We've seen him do physical acting and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, once again, the singing thing comes in, but like, I mean, that didn't stop Johnny Depp from doing whatever the hell he did. Mm. Gary Oldman. Wait, Johnny Depp can sing. Gary Oldman would make a rad Willy Wonka. Gary Oldman can do anything. Yeah. I love Gary Oldman. I just don't like Gary Oldman. And Sam. Really? Rockwell. Yeah, he's Sam Rockwell. You rock my world right now, Sarah. <laughs> I love him. Gary Oldman has <laughs> a bunch of po- politics that I don't. Oh, okay. like I, okay. he's an amazing actor. Can you see past those politics, though? To his yes, yes, skills? I can. Okay. I can. I all just, right. I'm. Not, I hesitate to cast him in anything. Okay. That's all. Okay. Like I'll go see him in a movie. It's not going to stop me. Right? All right. Yeah, I think that guy. He is like a chameleon. Yeah. Like he changes right before my eyes all the time. <gasps> Christian Bale. Did you see Newsies? Christian Bale would be a funny choice. Yeah. Santa I think this is the second time I've done this on the podcast. I'm going to stop. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want you to stop. Oh, yeah. People really like you when you sing on our podcast, Joel. Who, who are people? Your mom? Other uh, podcast people. Oh, that's nice of them to say that. But they told... They, who were you talking to? Me, you told me that they told you. No one's ever told me anything in my life. Mm. Anyway, I'm looking at Sarah for some backup, but no, Sarah, Sarah's shaking her head. She's mad. I'm not mad. She's not mad. Uh, she's really mad, guys. <laughs> <sighs> I like this casting, though. Yeah. This is pretty rad. Peter right. Falk at R.I.P. again. Mm. Oh, you'd be yeah. Grandpa Joe. I never drank. Grandpa and Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah. As you wish. Somebody from Princess Bride. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Mandy Patinkin. (laughs) (laughs) There certainly was a time. I don't know. Yeah, not now. (laughs) He doesn't want to do much moving around anymore. (laughs) Sal? (laughs) Whatever. 
Um, so what, what about you? Do you guys have a favorite song? What, what is your favorite song in the movie? There's only so many songs. I feel like, um, I mean, most of the Oompa Loompa, mm-hmm. uh, moralistic, uh, value songs. Uh, th- those are good because they, they teach you lessons. Yeah. They crack me the hell up as well. Just mm-hmm. the idea, the idea of when you see some <laughs> go down and like in the back of the head, you got those Oompa Loompas going off and you're just like, that's why you should have listened to me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Texting while driving is really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all these things the yeah. I think uh, <laughs> I'm torn between World of Pure Imagination and the Golden Ticket song. Mm. The Golden Ticket song might be my favorite, even yeah. though my favorite scene is definitely the World of Pure Imagination. Uh-huh. I think I got to go with the crazy psychedelic uh, slam, pe- slam slam poetry. <laughs> there's no earthly yeah. way there's of nothing, knowing. There's nothing. I, I mean, even uh, from childhood on, every time I see that scene, it's mystifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew we were in for it this time when we were watching it, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about the fact that he puts all the kids on this boat right now. <laughs> yeah, it's so... Hey. And then I started to wonder if it was a security measure to get to the invention room. Like, if, yeah, if like, like you have to go through that in order to be able to get to the room. You go insane, you can't get to the invention room, you know? Which is, that's probably the cheapest set on here, the invention room, <laughs> which is like somebody's garage with a bunch of uh, things that make smoke and everything. Uh, you know, plenty, plenty of pun opportunities, but... And there was that one point when Mike TV vaped a little bit. Oh, yeah, that was... I wondered if they... Like, because I don't think he had... Because he, like, let smoke out yeah. twice. Yeah. But I think he might have been, like, positioned in a way that something oh, next to him... shoot out of sight. Maybe. Side. Yeah, because he was, like, pro- in profile Yeah, when he was doing that. Okay. But, yeah, I like that. <laughs> no, it's a cool fact. And, uh, oh, this can go on the Exploding list of movies... Gum. Yes, for give your enemies. Your, give it to your enemies. Mm-hmm. This could go on the list of movies where you actually get to see animal mutilation on screen, which is not good. I have oh. I have a list of that. Did that I happen never. during the little dream sequence there in the they boat? Cut, cut off a chicken's head. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was probably the one reason I didn't like this movie as a kid. Oh. Was because of that part. Yeah. Specifically. And I mean, the actors in the movie don't have any control over that. Like, probably it was a yeah post, post credit or post yeah. post uh, post production. I, I think they were picking things that they felt were disturbing, but not like abnormal enough. You know, I don't know in seventy one if that wasn't that big of a deal. Seeing a chicken, you know, it's not like you seen blood squirt out or anything like that. It's probably a chicken that's. I mean, it could have been a fake chicken for all I know, but I, I, it looks like a real chicken, and, you know, it could have been dead for all I know, and they cut off its head. It's not like it's moving. It's, you know, just a momentary chicken head, boom, cleaver come down. And then, like, uh, the bugs crawling on people, or, uh, like, the lizard eating the bug kind of thing. Just just a little spooky, except for Slugworth. I mean, he's, I mean yeah, he's he's scary, but for reasons why, you know, like, because he keeps sneaking up on children, whispering in their <laughs> whispering ears. Whispering into their ears. 
that's one thing I didn't think about until this viewing of it is like, why was he always there? Yeah. And it almost seems like he was the one putting the candy bar with the golden ticket in its place so that he could see who got it and be right there to talk to them mm-hmm. afterwards. Like, yeah. I think he had the bars. He's like that cop that worked for McDonald's that was in charge of the Monopoly tickets. HBO is going to be doing like a series on that guy, a mini series, I think, because he like gave away hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff, and that's like worth. He had the power. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it kind of makes you wonder if he had control over who they were selecting in the first place. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he choose nicer kids? Yeah. Yeah. If he had control over the selection process. Uh-huh. Did he want to teach those kids some type of lesson? Maybe. I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe it was all a lesson for Charlie. Well, at the end of the book, when uh, certain events go down, mm-hmm. there's like a moment where they can see the kids leaving the factory. And kind of, they kind of re- relate the fact that they make it out okay in the end. Yeah. Kind of th- they show that in Charlie the Chocolate Factory. They're they're a little weird looking, but you yeah. know they're alive. Yeah, and like you when which is very James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. It's a very James and the Giant Peach moment. And Gene Wilder says at the and Charlie asks him if they're going to be okay. He says that they are. Yeah. You you believe him even though he's been lying through his teeth this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, it's like oh okay, I believe this man. He acts so scary in a couple of parts that, like, I wouldn't have trusted him anymore. Even if I had liked him as a kid, I probably wouldn't have wanted to put up with him. (laughs) You know what I thought this time, though, when they get into the elevator at the end? It reminded me of in the beginning when they go into that doorway and then they end up going out a different way. It made me think, like, that they could have been... In, like, a turning room or in, like, an elevator or something like that that made the door open a different way. Yeah. Nobody felt the hallway change, but yeah, I think that's what it was supposed to be like. And that's a real, like, for me, callback to, like, through the looking glass, like Alice in Wonderland at the bottom of the trying to get into the door. Yeah. Because then he gets into the smaller hallway and then opens up the mm-hmm. world into his fantasy land. Yeah. Which is full of little orange people. They're his friends, Joel. I don't have any little orange people in my fantasy land. I'm sorry. That's mm-hmm. And that's my, my loss. You might need to work on that. Yeah. Fantasies become realities and your realities become mm-hmm. fantasies. You guys want to know my secret fantasy? Uh, yeah. It's that's the reason why you have a podcast, Joel. It's to roll around in a bunch of candy and not be sticky. Huh. That's not really my secret fantasy. One of my photography teachers used to say, do you want to know my secret fantasy all the time? And then say something like, totally normal. (laughs) Like, totally normal. Like, I wish I had a, wish I had a boat. Like, just, (laughs) and he wouldn't even be funny about it. Like, he really meant it. Yeah. He was a totally deadpan person all the time. <laughs> but now every once in a while, I'll be like, do you want to know my secret fantasy? I want to know my secret fantasy. Yeah, one time he told them, uh, yeah, you want to know my secret shoes. fantasy? I want all the female students to stick their feet in my mouth. What? No. Oh, oh that didn't happen? Oh, I'm sorry. Aaron, you want to know my... <laughs> 
He delivered like <laughs> bad news and good news the exact same level. Wow. Like, like yeah, I'm, he told me, he told me he was telling us about because I've had more than one photography teacher tell me like, oh, we encourage trespassing because you can get really interesting shots if you're like just doing urban exploration. Sorry, this is kind of a tangent, but um, it's all good. Anyway, um, yeah, he delivered the news that some of his former students had been killed by a train when they went on the tracks to take a picture in the same level as, like, the you want to know my secret fantasy, I want a boat, like, the same thing. You want to know my secret fantasy, not getting my students killed. Man, that's rough. To anybody out there who might know this guy, he was an awesome person, an awesome teacher. Wish, wish you no disrespect. But, yeah, I kind of was like, in real life, people are dead. And, yeah, the answer was yeah. I don't think that actually happened with the students getting killed because he wouldn't have a job. It would get back that they were doing, like, an assignment and that he had encouraged it and previously been encouraged. I thought she just said that it was post, like... They were no longer. They were no longer a student when when, when former that, former student when it occurred. Right, they were former because they were dead. Oh, I thought they were formers and they graduated, went out, were doing taking urban exploration. No, they got hit by a train after they graduated. No, no, they're former because they can't be in the class anymore. Because they're dead. I, I probably shouldn't go into this any further in case anybody. <laughs> Anyways, knows. Willy Wonka is pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. If you can dream it, you can do it. <laughs> I mean, there's only one factory that has a waterfall that uh, churns chocolate. That's what it wants. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Nike factory, which was weird. Oh, well, I mean, that's what makes the best shoes, is, oh. the, is the waterfall. Delicious shoe waterfall. I always thought that the chocolate river didn't really look like chocolate. Oh, no. And I was always like... Trying to imagine what it would taste like, and it was always very questionable. To somebody, me too. somebody told me like, "Oh, it'd be like drinking hot chocolate or something." And I'm like, "That's not the same way a candy bar tastes." No, but like I looked it up, and it was just like brown dyed water. Absolutely, yeah. and like I, th- I think it, yeah, it must have. I think they tried to put cocoa in it and it didn't work or something. And cocoa? Well, what I'm going to say is, is they did have a kid drinking from it, so I'd hope it was... Uh, hope it wasn't too gross. Yeah, that's it what t- I'm trying to get up. It tasted like a dirty little German boy. That's what it tasted like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it depends. Like, would he, after many takes of uh. him falling in... He tasted himself in that, the water. I, I don't even know. <laughs> that kid, that kid was still eating chocolate as he was stuck in that tube. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I mean, there's so much to talk about about this movie. I feel like we went in some pretty crazy tangents, but they're not bad. Yeah, and there's um, a bunch of things we didn't talk about. You know, um, TV rooms and fizzy like lift, fizzy lifting drinks. I like the all. White room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Me like too. the semiconductor like outfit or whatever. It's like a very clean. A static free clean yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah. What I like is I want a gigantic I want a chocolate bar as big as they had to do for the TV thing. Like oh, don't yeah. don't shrink that chocolate bar. Give me the freaking hand it over to Joel. Yeah. I 
kept thinking they were going to say, like, it made it more potent or something. Like, that they took the chocolate of this much and made it into, like, this little amount. Nice. And that made it, like, super concentrated or it's something. It kind of tastes like Augustus. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> the spinning blades are scary. Yes. That's another scary moment. Yeah, I mean, they're, like, screaming for their life, like, ow, ow. I always thought during that scene where I, I was just like, why do we have, like, a little grate over it, or, like, a, a little... Punishment. The man is fixated on punishment. Also, on this viewing, I thought it was funny that their scariest moment at the factory is them floating up into the air... But also the best moment at the end when they fly up into the air in the elevator is like the the worst and the best possible thing that could happen, which is kind of weird. Yeah. All right, they almost die there. <laughs> they probably almost die at the end too. <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts is when they're on the the vehicle thing that's like shooting foam at them. And this is the first time I noticed that Grandpa is just absent once that foam starts. But, like, the actor was just like, you're not spraying me down with this crap. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, Charlie gets one good, like, huge amount on him. And, you know, Gene Wilder keeps getting some and he's, he's playing along. But mostly it's Mike TV and his mom who are just yeah. over and over. Like, I feel yeah. so bad for her. She's like, oh! They wanted that reaction, though, man. Yeah, she does great. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mike TV's mom is probably my favorite adult. She does a real good, real good, oh my gosh, react most of the time. I think that the Gustus's mom is the funniest. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> we don't get much of her, though. That's yeah. the problem. Gustus, sweetheart, save some room for later. There's something, there's something about the Veruca's father as well that always cracks me up a little bit, just like this, like, what you want? Like he's no. under her command, like just like afraid of her. Yep. Like, don't worry, I will get you one. Like it's okay. just yeah, yeah. And him and Gene Wilder had so many like little opposites to each other. Like uh-huh. the, there's a whole there's a whole like comedy thing between just those two guys. Oh yeah, totally. I feel like I mean his his name was one of the few names I recognized in the credits, and I can't remember what I what else I've seen him in. I feel like it was something in the... Yeah, probably. Jeez. Everybody's... Roy Kinnear played Mr. Salt. I think I just remembered what I know him from. Yep. Quincy's Quest. Oh, what? Roy Kinnear was... He played Top in in Quincy's Quest. And it's one of the few names I was like, oh, this guy wasn't Charlie's Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Or Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory, because uh, who else? Tommy Steele, that's it. Joel, that's like your favorite movie. I mean, it certainly was one that I tried to champion, but nobody would get on that train with me, unfortunately. You just go to YouTube, you type in Quincy's Quest, and boom, you're right there, guys. Watch it. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun Christmas movie. <laughs> and then you never have to watch it again. <laughs> As Aaron and Sarah probably hope they never will. You know, I might be able to watch yeah. it again at this point. Yeah, oh, good. I got Enough the DVD time right over there. That I think really I'm okay. One? Yep, you're so awesome. Joel. Yeah. I had to send away special for that one. I haven't even seen if it works. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's for the shelf. Exactly. I yeah. Just ready to go. Uh, thank you, Sarah. 
I'm really glad I got to see this movie again. It's been a minute since I've seen Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. You're welcome. Thanks for watching it with me. I, uh, I'd seen it in the background of this local candy shop a couple of times when I'd gone in, and I was like, I actually want to watch the whole movie again. I don't want to just, like, see it in the background. I think it is pretty perfect for a background movie, though, because most people are familiar with it, and it's just, like, colorful going on, songs and stuff like that. It'd be, like, something you play at a party or something. Uh, by the way, how old is the minimum age limit for letting people watch this because honestly i don't i don't think like even with the the slightly spooky scenes i can't imagine a kid being you know i you know like i wouldn't show it to a a, a two-year-old a three-year-old or whatever because Probably i'm not like even sure up, i'd say yeah I, I feel like that's six you know like four or five i think maybe ten. Ten. yeah so dolan is not going to see this for until the year 2025 or whatever I think it might have given me bad dreams at his age, and he has bad dreams already. Mm. But he's watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That movie's scarier than this. It's got the Prowler. <gasps> the Prowler? It's scary. It's scary, Eric. Uh, the Kingpin's huge. Oh, yeah. I saw a guy that looked like that. Nice. No, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, now, kids, uh, lock up your kids till they're 10. They're not lock up <laughs> your kids. Come on, Can't man. Can't be watching No Willy Wonka. That's probably not a reality. I mean, in reality, I'd probably show it to my nephew, but I would leave out a scene or two. I mean, when I was 10, I was in the fifth grade, so I feel like I was old <laughs> when I was younger. What I'm what I'm saying is I think he could watch it now without a couple scary parts in it. Okay. All the, all the parts with Grandpa Joe, just cut it out. Anyways, you're, I'm gonna. You're gonna be bedridden pretty soon, Joel. <laughs> That's uh, you want to know what my secret fantasy is? Oh no! Lying in a bed for twenty years. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Having somebody change my bedpan and <laughs> no, Joel. buy my tobacco for me. I'll go. I'll go work the paper out for you. Yeah, it then. turned out that those they were like mentally ill, and that's why they couldn't get out of bed. Like oh. uh, the floor wasn't so cold. <laughs> This was the time when there were, like, four invalids per family. (laughs) 20 years, so it's 71. He's been in the bed since 51. Maybe he had just a real bad experience, you know, like, after the war. PTSD, never really recovered. (sighs) Anyway. He he was in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, yeah, I don't. I've never seen that movie, so. I don't. I was not aware. Does he play Chitty Chitty or Bang Bang? No. Neither of those? Neither. Does he play Angela Lansbury? No, I think he plays a grandpa in that one as well. Is Angela Lansbury in that movie? Um, Is Angela Lansbury in Bedknobs and Broomsticks? I, I haven't seen Bedknobs or, or, nor the Broomsticks. Oh, okay. That's the one where witchcraft beats the Nazis. Really? I think that's the one. I don't remember. I just remember a lion and, a, be- cool. and, a, and a bed that could yeah. fly. Yeah, they, they stopped the, the bombing of uh, London. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm going <laughs> to read the outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson that you learned from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The movie, uh, how many times do you guys think you've seen it? Out of curiosity. Uh, numerous. Numerous times. 
I don't. I don't. Numerous. Have a you don't have a number because I. I think it might be like more than twenty five times for me. Like I could tell just from how much of it you knew. I mean, yeah, I was just on like heavy rotation growing up. I think I maybe saw it twenty times. Yeah, maybe. Might be the most I've seen any movie. I mean, pure imagination is a pretty zen moment for me too. So it's yeah. probably been up there as well. Mm. I see. Sorry, I was zen. I was zenning. I was. It was zen. I was yeah, zen moment, isn't it? Wow. I don't know. It's just so. It's so comforting mm. to me personally. Mm-hmm. I want my own room like that. Yeah. Anything you want, like. Yeah. Your own so candy awesome. room. Not necessarily candy, but just like whatever you want, like a room that has anything you can imagine. I see. Like a dinosaur. Hollow deck. I'm ready for it. Oh yeah, just Here get the hollow deck. That's true. You could have any room you wanted if it was a holodeck. Yeah, you you guys want to know my secret fantasy? Oh no! It's playing playing a trombone on a holodeck. (laughs) 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 So, listeners, if you uh, you you want to write in a comment or a suggestion, uh, write in the please don't podcast at gmail dot com or. Messages mm-hmm. on Facebook, facebook.com slash BDSMIOS. Uh, <laughs> if you're feeling generous like our, our good friend Scott, uh, you're welcome to send us a few bucks our way uh, at coffee, uh, ko-fi.com slash BDSMIOS. And uh, I should I should mention I, I did the bare minimum and uh, connected the website, pdsmios.com to our Podbean site. So if you go to pdsmios.com, it'll take you directly to the Podbean site with the episodes on it. Now, I'm working on a page that has a list of all the episodes that you could just, you know, uh, search in there and then click on the thing to open up the uh, individual episode. But it, more things will happen as I uh, as I get my uh, ass in gear on this particular thing. But... Uh, it's a good thing. You can tell people a very easy way to get them to uh, listen to the podcast if <clears throat> if you're trying to convince people like I am constantly. All the podcast gods, thank you for your uh, for for you for doing that. Yep, Crom, uh, uh, Zool, you know, all the important dates. Well, I'm talking fictional fictional things here. Let's see. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. I can't think of any other famous fictional. Ones. Oh. Bahamut. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Isn't that like a Final Ma- Fantasy? Mephisto. Summon. <laughs> Shiva. Uh, no, wait. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> I need to watch what I'm Poison saying. Poison 3. Ifrit. <laughs> Poison 3. Oh, yeah. Uh, the chess pieces, whatever they were. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. Thanks to uh, David DeRoy for theme music. Uh, Jed Dowtry for a podcast logo. And to all the listeners out there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys have a lesson that you learned from Willy Wonka? Like, we've been instilled with so many lessons on, on this. I feel like. But if you could key it down to something essential, what would you say you learned from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? I learned that it's best in life to be a poor kid. Yeah. yeah. Being poor... And hoping for a better life always rewards you. That's right. That was the number. Because you want it more, Charlie.
Wanting something more than everybody else means that you have more of a chance of getting it. Right, and if you don't get it, that means you didn't want it more than somebody else. Oh my gosh. This is like abusive father thing. Magical thinking. Manifest it, right? Yeah. Manifest it. Secret. Probably the biggest takeaway I took as a kid was... Um, if you have a kid that's a brat, the mother and the father are to blame. The mother and, and the father. From the little the mother and the father. Oompa Loompa song about Farouk hey. Assault. Oompa Loompa Scoopity Poop. Wait, that's uh, Kanye. <laughs> Scoop at the poop. <laughs> Scoop at the scoop. Okay. Did you actually do a listen or were you just, you just chatting? See, now oh, I'm like. Um actual lesson. Mm-hmm. How about you, Joel? You got a lesson? Yeah, I got a lesson. I was waiting for your thing. Oh. But, uh, I'll give my lesson if you want. I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't have to be any particular order. Wait, what was your lesson? Oh, I said it's it's good to be a, a, a poor kid. Oh, jeez. God, see? I don't know why I didn't remember that, because I was laughing about it internally, where it counts. Oh. That's where I do my best laughing. Okay. I believe you. My- I believe you. My lesson is, and this is the number one thing, just like Sarah, that I learned from this movie, is that you should never chew gum because that's a death sentence. Man, I chew so much gum, Joel. Aaron, I'm a dead man. Willy walking. Wonka would not want you to run his factory. Uh, it's like you oh got you, you, like this kid's really of- greedy. This kid's fat and eats all the time. This kid is obnoxious and obsessed with television, never reads books. On oh, that kid, chews gum. Yeah. The TV thing is pretty crazy, too. It's like you um, you become stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, your IQ of three? Yeah. Hello. This is what the Oompa Loompas were saying? Yeah. From what I recall? Yeah. It's the same, same BS uh, complaint people throw millennial people for looking at their cell phone it's, all the time. It's totally some, like, baby boomer rant. I think it gets upgraded to that in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Tim Burton movie, too. Oh. So, oh. yeah, baby boomer. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. kind of a... You're lazy I'm... and you have an IQ of three. That's yeah. what that's basically paraphrasing. You make me sick. Said. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks again, Sarah. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.